are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Thursday, January 20th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you like what you're listening to today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well. It'll only take a quick couple of seconds. It'll help me out tremendously, and it's all for free. Wherever you may be listening to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. It's all for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. All right, good afternoon, everyone, and as always, thank you for tuning into another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And on the show today, folks, we got a bunch of good news coming out. Not only did I finally clear COVID protocol earlier this morning after a long, long week spent in quarantine, uh, but so did Blackhawks forward Dylan Strom. Stromer will officially return to the Blackhawks lineup tomorrow night. That leaves only Kirby Doc and Brett Connolly in protocol for the Hawks at the moment. I'll also talk about Marc-Andre Fleury getting asked by the media about some recent trade speculation. Really the first time that Flowers uh, talked about this with the media this year. And then to wrap things up, I'll have part three of my Blackhawks midseason prospect rankings. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. To kick things off today, though, folks, let's begin with the latest COVID protocol updates that we got from the Hawks practice this morning. Yes, both Dylan Strom and myself have officially now cleared COVID protocol. And uh, as I talked about on the show yesterday, Seth Jones recently cleared COVID protocol as well. And now both of those two appear to be in line to return to the lineup for the Blackhawks tomorrow night when they take on the Minnesota Wild. A couple of much needed returns here for the Hawks because the schedule, I've talked about it a bunch recently. It's going to be picking back up here as we start to get into the end of January and towards the early portion of February. Uh, but first, Strome, he's missed each of the last three games for the Hawks while in protocol. He was out against uh, Montreal, Anaheim, and Seattle. And then Seth Jones was out for all three of those games as well, plus his return back to Columbus, which ugh, I felt f- so bad for the dude. It's actually something that... uh. Seth spoke with uh, to the media following practice this morning as well. Jones basically said that it sucked, you know, of just terrible timing uh, that he, you know, wasn't able to play against the Blue Jackets in his first trip back to Columbus since the trade went down this past summer. Uh, And he also added that he actually tested negative twice the night before the game, um, but then was told about his positive test the following day during the Hawks morning skate. So pretty tough situation there for Seth, but yeah, definitely great to hear that both he and Dylan Strom will be able to go tomorrow night against Minnesota. Uh, Something I also found interesting from this presser with Seth Jones that I definitely wanted to relay to all the listeners out there is that uh, according to Seth, 
his little brother Caleb is currently renting out former first-round pick of the Hawks and current Minnesota wild forward Ryan Hartman's old place down in Lincoln Park. Caleb is staying in Hartsey's old place. I thought that was pretty cool to hear uh, and pretty cool for, you know, Hartsey to be willing to rent out his place in Chicago to the little Jones brother. Uh, Just a cool little tidbit I definitely wanted to include in the episode today. Anyways, um, yes, Seth Jones will be back tomorrow. Dylan Strome will be back tomorrow as well. And now there are only two Blackhawks players currently sitting in COVID protocol. Those two players would be forwards Kirby Doc and Brett Connolly. And one thing head coach Derek King also snuck in there uh, during his chat with the media this morning was that not only will Jones and Stromer be back tomorrow, but there's also a chance that Kirby Doc will be able to clear COVID protocol as well prior to puck drop, and he could possibly suit up if that winds up being the case. Fingers crossed there for Docker. Uh, and by the way, tomorrow will actually be Kirby Doc's 21st golden birthday. Not just his 21st birthday, but a golden 21st birthday. I mean, the creme de la creme. Kirby's turning 21 on his golden birthday. I know he won't want to spend that in COVID protocol, so hopefully Kirby Doc is able to clear in the next 24 hours as well, and will also be able to join Seth Jones and Dylan Strom in their return back to the Blackhawks lineup. All right, that takes care of the latest COVID-19 updates from the Blackhawks practice this morning. Coming up in just a moment, I'll get into goaltender Marc-Andre Fleury being asked by the media about some recent trade rumors. But first, I need to talk to you all about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season long on more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season in the NFL is marching towards the divisional round of the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action here in 2022. Head on over to our new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You just got to use our exclusive promo code LOCKDOWN, that's one word in all caps, to receive your bonus. From basketball to football, the NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Sign up today and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You just got to use our exclusive promo code LOCKDOWN. That's one word in all caps to receive your bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're back here on Lockdown Blackhawks, getting into segment two on the show this afternoon. I also definitely wanted to be sure to go over Marc-Andre Fleury's interview with the media earlier this afternoon. And if you've been tuning into the show all week, then you're aware of the rumors that have kind of been swirling around Fleury's status within the Blackhawks organization at the moment. That's just bad. All right, we're back here on Lockdown Blackhawks, getting into segment two on the show this afternoon. I also definitely wanted to be sure to go over Marc-Andre Fleury's interview with the Blackhawks media earlier today. And if you've been tuning into the show all week, then you know 
there have been some rumors swirling around about Flurry's status within the Blackhawks organization at the moment. And in recent days, it just kind of seems like the Blackhawks more so have realized that Flurry is their best trade asset and really their only hope of acquiring a first round pick back in the upcoming NHL draft. Of course, the Hawks 2021 first round pick currently sits with Columbus because of the Seth Jones trade. Um, and because of that, you know, because the Blackhawks, because of the situation not having a first round pick and desperately needing one, um, the Blackhawks reportedly have not even really thought about an extension for Flurry past the final year that's left on his current deal. And as nice as it would be to hold on to Flower for as long as possible, I mean, the dude's balling out of control right now. Um, as nice as that would be, the fact of the matter here is that having a 36 or 37-year-old goaltender, you know, really isn't going to be helping this team in the future. Sure, right now, it's great. I mean, Fleury's playing tremendously. He's arguably the MVP of the team, and he's probably the biggest reason why the Blackhawks are even semi-close to 500 and kind of gotten back up into the standings a little bit. Um, But undoubtedly, with the position the Blackhawks are in, that front office, they just have to start thinking more and more about the future because right now, they just don't have... Other other than Lucas Reichel, they really don't have any high-end prospects in the system on top of not having a first-round pick in this year's draft. So because of that, it just sure sounds like the Blackhawks have kind of already made up their minds with Flurry. As long as he gives his blessing, that he'll very likely be traded by the Blackhawks at some point here in the next couple of months before the trade deadline in late March. Uh, and over the past couple of days, I just feel like that has become a growing reality in this organization. Uh, And Scott Powers of The Athletic also came out with an article yesterday saying that the front office, they haven't even had a conversation with Fleury regarding a possible extension. So that kind of tells you where they sit on this matter for the time being. Um, But what was interesting is that today, following practice, Fleury was finally asked by the media about all of these rumors and storylines that have come out in the past couple of days, to which Flurry responded by saying that he hasn't really thought about it all that much. And he's just kind of focused on trying to help this team get back into the playoffs. That's all Flurry is thinking about right now. He also added that to him, it's just not worth looking too far ahead. He's just focused on putting the team in a good position to make the playoffs. He's focused on the Blackhawks. That's his goal right now. And this was very much interesting to me for a couple of different reasons. First, you know, obviously as a player, you're never going to say that, oh, the playoffs are out of reach. We don't stand a chance. It's never going to happen, especially at this point in the season. We're halfway through. Um, but let's be real here. The odds that the Blackhawks pick up enough points in the second half in order to make the postseason, that's pretty slim. Let's call a spade a spade here. And Flurry, you know... He can sit and talk to the media and, you know, say that his goal is to help make help the Blackhawks make the playoffs. And that's not a lie. I mean, I'm that's probably what Marc Andre Fleury is honestly focused on right now. But at the same time, I think it's really interesting here because now it's the front office's job to to kind of walk on this tightrope that Fleury has left them in. Because we're, you know, 
the I'm sure the front office is aware, just like we all are, that the playoffs aren't too likely. But being 40 games in, technically not even halfway there, you also just can't, I don't think they can punt on the season at this point, right now, considering where the Blackhawks are. If they were go if they were to go on another losing streak, then I definitely think the front office can start, you know, thinking that way, and then the trade talks for Flurry would probably reasonably start picking up. Because at that point, it would make even less sense for Flurry to stick around. But hearing this from Flurry today is really interesting, folks, because if the Blackhawks are still in the middle of the race in the, in the next couple of weeks, sure, they got plenty of teams ahead of them, but they're technically eight points back of a playoff spot right now. That's, while it is not very likely, it's doable. And the question remains, if that continues, is Fleury really going to want to move his family once again to another city? Obviously, his best chances of winning a Stanley Cup would be elsewhere. But we can't forget that Fleury has a say in this matter. Not only with the 10-team no-trade clause that he has in his contract, but also just as a thing of respect. Out of respect, out of respect due to the decision that Marc-Andre Fleury made this past summer to come to Chicago in the first place. He didn't have to do that. But because of that, because he's known around the league as such a good guy, arguably the best teammate in the NHL, Marc-Andre Fleury is going to have a say in this matter, a big say at that. And if he isn't wanting to go anywhere, but the Blackhawks are, you know, obviously in desperation for a first-round pick, or hell, even another second they'll take. I mean, um, regardless, if they don't wind up getting that first for Flurry, they'll still definitely wanting to be getting an asset, and that would likely be at least a second-round pick. They need to add to their draft capital. So with that being the situation, I just don't really know what's going to happen here. It's going to be an interesting next couple of weeks, that's for sure, because uh, if the Blackhawks keep winning, yeah, they're still not going to be in the Stanley Cup race, um, but that competitiveness, it might be enough for Fleury to not want to go somewhere else and, and you know make a run for a Stanley Cup. And one thing to consider here is there hasn't been any word from Fleury that he wants to leave Chicago to go somewhere else, to go and try and win another Stanley Cup. We haven't heard that. So this just really makes for an interesting dynamic right now because it sounds like the Blackhawks have made up their minds on what they want to do, but Flurry still sounds like he's committed to this team right now, as he should be, but that just, based on the fact that Flurry said he hadn't even really thought about it, I'm just really curious as to how this is all going to progress here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but with Mark andre Fleury, with his comments that he made today, that's definitely shown he's still focused on the now here with the Blackhawks, and he's not thinking too far ahead down the road just yet. All right, there is a recap of Mark andre Fleury's media session earlier this afternoon. Coming up in just a minute, it's time to unveil a couple of more names on my Blackhawks midseason prospect rankings.
Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Getting into segment three now on the show today, it's time to unveil a couple of more names on my Blackhawks midseason prospect rankings. For those of you who haven't listened to the last two episodes, I definitely, definitely recommend doing so before listening to this final segment here today because back on Tuesday's show, I went in-depth over my honorable mentions for this list. And then yesterday, I also unveiled number 10 and number 9 on my midseason prospect rankings. I am going to run over all of those names again here today, uh, but for a deeper dive and just more information on each player that's already been named, both at number 10 and at number 9, and in my honorable mentions as well, just for all that information, you'll definitely want to go and check out both Tuesday and Wednesday's episodes first. But just as a quick recap, yesterday, coming in at number 10 to start things out was defenseman Alex Vlasic, who's currently a junior at Boston University. And then at number 9 came another defenseman in Jakob Galvis, who just recently played his first three NHL games up with the Blackhawks. And now, on the show today, folks, coming in at number 8 on my Blackhawks midseason prospect rankings is yet another defenseman, this time... It's Alec Regula, who was a third-round pick way back in 2018 by the Detroit Red Wings and then was acquired by the Hawks in that deal that sent Brendan Perlini over to Detroit a couple of years back. Uh, And if you remember correctly, and if you listened to the episodes earlier this week, I appreciate you all doing that, uh, Regula actually came in at number four on my preseason prospect rankings. And he was someone in particular that I just personally was higher on than most folks, I felt like. But I have decided to drop Regula down a couple of spots here this time around, just mostly because of a a rise from a couple of other guys in the system. Um, And also, it was a little bit of a tough start to this year for Regula because he missed uh, a majority of the earlier portion due to an injury. And I definitely think uh, that hurt his chances of getting some NHL action in that first month or month and a half of the season because we saw Isaac Phillips, we saw Ian Mitchell, we saw Nicholas Bodan. Hell, even Jakob Galvis made the team out of camp. He didn't get any NHL games in then, but he was sticking around. And if Alec Regula was healthy, I honestly think he would have gotten he would have gotten a couple of games earlier on in the year as well. Um but ever since returning from that injury, I've really liked what I've seen from Regula down in Rockford. In 16 games, he's chipped in for one goal and 11 assists already. He's got 12 points in those 16 games. And that offensive side, I, that personally, that's something I don't think an, enough people have grasped or understood that Regula has that in his bag. Going back to his final year of junior hockey with the London Knights of the OHL, I know a lot of Regula's 27 goals came via the power play where he was playing in the bumper roll because of his size. I know that was why he was uh, one of, I, I can't remember if he was the leading defenseman in goals in the OHL or if he was right there near the top. He was either first or second. Um, but a big part of that was because he was getting a, a different look that most defensemen wouldn't get on the power play. Um, and while I understood that, I still also felt like Regula has more to offer offensively than most scouts give him credit for. And we're starting to see that down in Rockford this year. 11 assists 
in his first 16 games. That's damn impressive coming off an injury, especially for a super young Ice Hogs team that's kind of having a hard time competing with uh, the other AHL clubs. It's most Mostly they've been competitive due to Arvid Soderblom's play in net. Um, but for Regula to make these strides here, returning from injury in a big season for him, I think that's really important. And not only have I really liked what I've seen from the offensive side of his game, something that I've always personally thought he had more to offer than he's gotten credit for, you combine that with, um, you know, Regula's six foot four frame. He's physical. He's got a long reach, and for his size, he's not a great skater, but he's got decent skating ability. He's found ways to uh, hang out there. Um, I just personally think he has a good all around game. Overall, there's no glaring weakness to what he has to offer, and because of that, and because of these next steps we've seen him take down in Rockford so far this year, I really believe that Regula can be an NHL defenseman one day down the road. And I honestly think it, it could even be rather soon. Um, I personally would like to see Regula get a chance here sometime soon, get some action up with the Blackhawks because um, he's made the most of his time down with the Ice Hogs when he's been healthy this season. I know there is a little bit of a logjam back there on D. Guys I just named, Bo Dan, Ian Mitchell, there's Jakob Galvis, Isaac Phillips is there too. Um, it's going to be tough for Regula to get that opportunity, but I think he's made the most of his time down with Rockford this season and has um, really done everything they've asked him to. I just really like his entire game as a whole. There's not one particular piece I love, but I just think he's well-rounded, right? He's a big boy. He's not afraid to use his size, and he can also surprise you with that offensive game as well. Uh, he's still working on that point shot. I've read a, an article or two where um, that's something that he's been focused on. Um, and I believe if he can offer um, a big shot from the blue line, I think that will do wonders to his game. Um, but I'm super excited about Regula. Don't let the drop in the rankings fool you. I'm very hopeful and confident that he can still be an NHL defenseman here with the Blackhawks one day. Coming in at number seven now, making his first appearance on my Blackhawks prospect rankings is none other than 2021 second round pick Colton Dock, who of course is the younger brother of current Blackhawk Kirby Dock. Uh, and I said back in October when I did my preseason prospect rankings, I just wanted to get a better knowledge on Dock's game overall with a full season, you know, a normal season being back in place this year. Um, and I've been pretty happy with what I've seen out of Colton, honestly. Um, since being traded from Saskatoon to Kelowna, that was a big trade in the offseason. Both he and Kirby played for Saskatoon. He requested a trade, winds up getting sent to the Kelowna Rockets, and um, since being acquired by Kelowna, he's been a really key piece to their offense. Stock has picked up 14 goals and 16 assists for 30 points in his first 29 games this season, right around a point per game once again here. Uh, in 20 games last season in the COVID-shortened year, Doc had... Uh, 11 goals and 9 assists for 20 points, so exactly a point-per-game guy. Uh, and that was enough, I guess, for the Hawks to make him their second-round selection in the 2021 NHL Draft. Um, and on top of his offensive game, definitely one thing to note with Kirby is he, or Kirby, one thing to note with Colton, excuse me, is that he already has a six foot four frame. He's a big boy, just like Kirby. But he's already well over 20 pounds, or 20 pounds. God, I can't talk right now. He's already well over 200 pounds. I would hope he's well over 20 pounds. Um, but he's actually a lot heavier 
than Kirby was when the Blackhawks drafted him. So that's something worth noting. Uh, and just like Brother Kirby, Colton also pairs a strong offensive game with with a sound defensive role as well. It's not something that's ever been a weak part of his game uh, and shouldn't be a weakness at the next level. That's kind of, I think, the most important thing when looking at this part of a prospect's game. It's hard to tell if they're going to be good defensively when they're only 18 or 19 and most of them are so talented. They're focused on the offensive side of things. Um, But more so what you're looking at, at least for me personally, is that it's not just going to, it's just not going to be a weakness at the next level. Can they get better defensively? That's the question here, basically. And uh, Colton has shown a willingness to focus and work on that side of his game so far. So uh, overall, I feel like Colton is someone who's well-rounded, but for being a second-round pick, um, I don't know if the ceiling's too high is my concern here. He's more of a natural goal scorer than a playmaker. He's different from Kirby in that regard. Uh, he, he just really is a different player than Kirby is, you know? He, he's not the same type of playmaker. He's just a natural goal scorer. Colton's known for his great shot that's arguably his best asset. Um, and I don't think there's any really worry about that part developing. I think everyone's pretty confident that Colton's going to be a good goal scorer with that strong shot that he possesses. But the biggest, biggest concern with Colton is whether or not he'll be able to keep up with the speed of the NHL game. And according to a couple of different sources, not only Scott Wheeler's recent uh, Blackhawks prospect rankings that he revealed, but um, I've, I've read a couple of times that Colton realizes this. It's something he's worked on a lot lately. Um, but that's always been my biggest concern about his game, whether or not he'll be able to keep up at the NHL level. So far in his junior career, that clearly hasn't been an issue, but the NHL, <coughs> excuse me, that's a completely different beast, right? Completely different beast. You can't compare those two things, junior speed and NHL speed. It's a completely different ball game. And I just worry that the lack of speed is going to hold Doc down at the next level. I still project him as a, you know, a solid middle six goal scorer. He's got good size. He's played center so far in his career. He's responsible defensively. Um, but again, I just think the ceiling may not be all that high because I feel like the speed is just, it's never going to be an asset for him. And in today's NHL, look at the Blackhawks, right? They have no speed, not a whole lot. And that's kind of, I felt, played a huge part in their offensive struggles as a whole. They just don't have a ton of speed. They're not racing up and down. So, considering that's also Colton's weakness, that does leave me a little bit concerned. I'm not going to lie. Um, but, I don't, you know, I don't want to talk down on the kid too much. It's just with the, with the lack of speed... You just worry about him keeping up and worrying about his playmaking, especially when he's known as more of a natural goal scorer. So I just do have a couple of concerns um, with Colton's future, but I do feel confident that he'll be able to make the jump to the professional level. I do think he'll be a future piece of this Blackhawks team, and that's why I have him still coming in at number seven. I just sadly don't really think there's any superstar potential there 
with Colton. So he's not going to wind up towards the top of my list, but I do like his game a lot. And there is still plenty of time to work on that playmaking ability and uh, the speed of his. And that's why I still have Colton Dock at number seven on my Blackhawks midseason prospect rankings. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Thursday, January 20th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out the Lockdown Bets podcast, which is hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and even Lee Sterling's lock of the day by just simply following the Lockdown Bets podcast. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to check out Lockdown Bets right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at Talkin' Hockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on any one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.